You're listening to WERA 96.7 FM, and this is Media on the Radio. Today's Media on the Radio has a special guest host, Andy Lindbergh. He and I were working on a spinoff podcast, but this is a little bit of a taste. Andy is here in the intro to kind of help frame these episodes a little bit. Um, so the first one we're talking about is Larry Richard from KDK Morning News Radio. He's on TV. He's on the radio. You hear his voice at the casino, at the airport, some national spots. You hear him at Heinz Field. Uh, his face is on magazines and for advertisements and everything. So he's pretty ubiquitous when it comes to Pittsburgh and advertising and media. And I'm sure no matter where you're listening from, there's probably that guy that you hear on the radio or see on TV all the time. I'm curious to know kind of how you got started, first of all, in media. I assume you studied it in college and things like that. But what was your kind of gravitation to get into it? Well, they built a new high school at North Allegheny, and I was going to be a senior, and they had built a television production studio. They didn't really know what they wanted to do with it, so they created a pilot program. There were only 12 students involved, and we would be each a crew member on each other's projects. So you would do each job, and I ended up doing my project. I also voiced, and the board members at that time said, well, I thought this was for the students, and they said it is. And they said, well, where'd you get that narrator? I said, he is a student. So I took that as a really positive and uh, an encouragement. And then one of the other guys in that class ended up going to Clarion. He got on the radio. He said, you got to come up here. This is great. This is the greatest thing ever. So that's kind of how it started. And then after that, after you graduated from Clarion, you went down to Florida? Is that correct? I did. I first got a job at Y108, and then I was walking across the 6th Street Bridge. It was about 20 below wind chill factor. My nose was stinging from the vinegar smell from the Heinz plant upriver. And the first song I played was an old country hit called I've Done Enough Dying Today by Larry Gatlin. And I said, you know what? I'm too young for this. So I put my two weeks notice in and a high school friend of mine was living in Florida at Boca. And I just started applying for jobs down there. And I got a job at a Kurt Gowdy station. He was an old time sportscaster who was really at one time pretty big. And he owned this dinky little country station. And I got the job. And when I got there, the guy's like, oh, I didn't mean now. So <laughs> I literally moved for a job that didn't exist yet, but didn't know it. But it's, you're by the beach, so not too Yeah, bad, right? I mean, there were some <laughs> pluses, especially when you're right out of college. And I ended up getting a job as a news anchor for a news AM. I had a beautiful location across from Palm Beach and WJNO. The program director was from Morgantown. So he knew of Pittsburgh, and it, it made it easy. I worked there one day because the guy from the music station called me and said, hey, we really would like to have you as the afternoon host. It was a three-hour shift, five days a week, as opposed to doing news for eight hours a day, six days a week for the same pay. So that was a no-brainer. <laughs> and the station was a, a mile from the townhouse my buddy had. Nice. So, so it was a win-win. So then you, so you have a, a job in what you wanted to do in Florida. 
why did you come back? I think I realized that to get to a bigger market, I kind of left knowing that I wanted to come back at some point because to move up, it seemed harder to move up while staying in the city. So if you leave, sometimes they appreciate you more. You're exotic. To come back. Yeah, now you're exotic <laughs> or you express a willingness to, you know, maybe go the extra mile. So we used to read radio and records was the industry trade magazine, and that's all people did, disc jockeys or otherwise, would just tear into that when it would come to the station for the for the ads, you know, for the jobs, opportunities. So I applied for stations in Detroit, Boston, and Pittsburgh. I interviewed in Detroit. That was not where I wanted to be. I mean, the money was good, but they wouldn't tell you what shift you were going to take. And I didn't want to move to Detroit, not knowing what job I was going to have. Then Boston uh, was a good station, but I got called from WTA radio and they had an FM two at the time. And they, they had the rights to the Steelers and the Panthers. And I liked the sports connection. So I felt pretty comfortable. Well, this is something that Andrew and I talk about all the time and growing up here and you grew up, Outside of Pittsburgh as well, uh, is that correct? Yeah, North North Allegheny. Yeah, and we talk about how growing up there was, you know, that the channels had like three choppers, and and the the media and the news broadcast news industry in Pittsburgh is very robust, or it was uh, when we were growing up. I just remember it for a kind of relatively small market compared to like in New York, there was really top notch journalism and broadcast journalism happening in right. Pittsburgh. Um, can you talk at all about kind of how you when you were starting and what what the progression was like through your career? Well, I kind of came in at the end of the golden age of local television because the three stations affiliated with the three networks, WTAE, WIIC before they became PXI and KDKA, you know, so you had CBS, ABC, NBC, and then QED the public station, but that didn't have as many viewers. So you basically had three options watching television. Four and then maybe five when they brought in WPGH channel channel fifty three. That was like revolutionary. You had to have a special antenna. <laughs> but, you know, originally cable didn't even exist. And it was invented in Pennsylvania by a town that was in a valley and some guys said, What if I put a giant antenna and I can service the whole community? So that was the genesis of cable television, and it was free over the air. And I don't think a lot of people even make any distinguish now because you can get shows on your phone. You can the internet. I mean, the demand for the product and programming is there, but the way it's distributed is changing. So at the end of that golden era, where the big money was, like Paul Long and Don Cannon, Joe DiNardo at WTAE, mm -hmm. then you had. Uh, Bill Burns and Patty Burns at KDKA, they were on the back end of their careers, but I got there as a young guy and kind of saw my first year at KDKA was Bill Burns last year. The station threw a $50,000 retirement party and brought in Dan Rather as the keynote. I mean, that's the kind of clout they had. But that since, you know, we used to have Christmas parties. The Lamont with steak and lobster and all that, all that stuff is gone. Mm -hmm. So um, it's 
changed remarkably. No computer impact initially. Transition from playing records to these giant cartridges that are called 8-tracks to CDs, and now it's all digital information on a computer, which has opened up so many more possibilities. Actually, you almost quit radio because I got sick of putting those cartridges in. <laughs> felt like I was working in a factory because every commercial, every sound would have to come from one of those cartridges. So I've been part of a major transition, including at WTAE, which was music station with oldies at night, to becoming uh, all talk. I was the last person to have a show where we played music. So I killed music. At one station. Then I came to KDK where they still played music. And I was the last person to play music, American Pie, the day the music died on KDK. So I killed music in this town. But so you went to, you. so you were, I mean, a lot, most people, not most people, but a lot of people may remember you as the weather person on KDK TV. Yeah, I had a show and this is what attracted me. I spent six years at WTAE. AM and 96.1, which is now KISS, uh, they sold those off from the mothership of Hearst Broadcasting. So I was to do a morning show that was supposed to be like a radio show on TV. So we had this set with all kind of gadgets, and we had a jukebox and shelves of toys, basically. You can find on YouTube some clips. Yeah, there are some Wake clips. Up I recommend you not look at them. <laughs> You know, but that was now 28 years ago. So that lasted for about a year and a half. And then it was a half hour show called Wake Up. We experimented with some other names like the crack of dawn. But when people <laughs> thought of that, they decided against it. <laughs> it's the crack of dawn with Larry Richard. Uh, so they came to me, the news director, and said, we're going to, cancel your show but we're going to expand it to a two-hour news block and this is before kdk had news in the morning they just had little cut cut-ins in the network programming so i was disappointed naturally but they wanted to keep me and i was doing a radio shift after john signa the morning host again they were playing music at the time so i said uh okay what happens to me she said larry what do you think about the weather and I go, well, what else do you have? And she goes, what do you think about the weather? <laughs> Bing. You know what? I like weather. <laughs> I just got married, just had a kid. You know, I'm like, okay, weather I'll it give is. it a try. So I, <laughs> I did the morning weather, and we did really well. Uh, Patrice King-Brown got her first news gig doing the news on my show, and then we transitioned together doing the news. And then John Shumway appeared <laughs> And my life changed forever. So we did four years together. He did the news. I did the weather. And we both kind of did sports and interviews. So it became a little bit of a hybrid of a newscast. And then the paper went on strike. So we ended up staying on longer, and we cut into the network. We actually beat Good Morning America and the Today Show locally because people wanted the local. You know, we had some cartoons. We had obituaries with a special music i mean it was it was got us noticed enough where they put us on the new live at 5 p.m afternoon show 
well, which was a great that, show. That's interesting because, you know, I think it's, especially now, current day, 2016, I think it's really rare that a city has a local AM news program or any news program that's that's kind of more hyper-local for a city. There's a lot of, you know, canned or national shows that, that are syndicated. Um, but what can you say about how that has sustained itself over, over the years? Well, I think the key is, and you said it, local. Uh, you can get information at your fingertips from anywhere in the world. But when it comes down to it, especially in the morning, I think people just tell me what I need to know. You know, tell me in 10 minutes or less, as I'm doing something else, what I need to know this morning. Weather's number one. You're going to work, your commuter traffic, then some news headlines, and hopefully you're touching on the things that are of interest to people. We try to bring a lot of sound to the show so that when you get to where you're going and somebody brings up a topic, they are able and you're able to say, yeah, I heard about that. Or, oh, yeah, I heard that. So that's the goal, uh, and that's what we're trying to do still, and we're hanging in there. Yeah. One one question was, over the years, if you if you had a story that, that kind of sticks out in your mind as one that was really, you know, just that you maybe followed for a couple of weeks or that, you know, Andrew referred to the show as being blown out when something happens in the world that you need to talk about. Is there something that sticks out in your mind as one of the biggest well, I was announced as the replacement host on KDK Radio for John Cigna five days before September 11th, hmm. and that changed the way the show was structured and the way we did what we did. So immediately I was kind of a baptism by fire, and that's where it started for me on KDK AM. Wow. So everything after that was pretty much just like... Well, we've done this, so we I can, can pretty handle much that. handle I mean, anything. We went live to embedded reporters on sat phones rolling into Baghdad. I mean, it was pretty gripping every day, and people wanted to know what was going on, what's next, the markets. That's where we got Rick Applegate, who does our Money Talk segment, to talk about the collapse of the markets, don't panic, what to do. So we really established some roots, but it all came from September 11, 2001 going to ask what it's been like working with, with this guy, Andy Lindbergh. Andy's very talented. He's a younger set of ears and eyes for us, too. And together we try to keep our finger on the pulse of what's going on. And he feeds us a lot of good ideas. And he provides uh, many humorous sidebars that don't make it <laughs> on the air. But they can't make it should. on the air. <laughs> yes. Including photographs. Would you like to see some? <laughs> Check out the back episodes on waitwhatpro.com. You're listening to WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM.